Welcome back to the Two Promises Podcast. Let's dive right into another exciting adventure with BD and crew as he pursues his new passion of one day finding the best, most epic bourbon. The Two Promises team sends their special thanks to Hobie and the Huckleberries for that masterful theme music. So grab a glass, relax, and enjoy responsibly. Baby says she'll leave it if I don't stop drinking wine. So I switched to whiskey and I'm feeling fine. Drinking that smooth, smooth whiskey. No more wine. I like straight bourbon. Oh, baby, you try to ride. Okay, here we are. Welcome back to the Two Promises podcast. This is BD. We are on the BD Bobber, and we have a special guest. We have Captain Jack, Jack Falkenstein. Did Stein. I say that right? Stein. Falkenstein. Yeah. See, I'm just awful with my pronunciation a lot of times. Could you say it again? Falkenstein. Love it. Love it. It reminds me of how I met Jack and kind of our relationship. I came back from my seventh deployment. It was just kind of mentally chaotic for me and I was just in this not the best place in my life and I've been struggling with depression for a long time and I started kind of I hit that bottom part you know I hit that kind of like rock bottom part where it's like even more than rock bottom because you're like you're disgusted with yourself and you're like really is this really how you do that so then that's when you start your slow climb out right so I was doing that and I was doing my slow climb out and just kind of like baby stepping out and that's my cycle. I don't know. Everybody might be a little bit different, but that's me. And so I'm working my way out. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to get my shit together. You know, my life didn't work out the way I expected it to. But let's get started again. If you've been following me, if you've been listening to my earlier earlier podcast, then you know that journey. You know that experience. So I'm not going to kind of take you back down that. But that's when I met Jack. My thing was, well, I was just doing a wooden table project on my boat. So if I want to start making my boat better, beautifying my boat and kind of respecting my boat more, where do I want to start? And I wanted to start on the woodwork. And it was probably the worst place to start once I got into the project, but that's kind of how I am. And that's another thing I've learned about myself and I've given myself grace in this year is if I know that's the way I do it, then just embrace it instead of beating myself up about it and not finishing the project. So I just kept going. But I could not have done it without Jack. So I'd ask a different buddy who I'd seen do woodwork with before, and he said he'd do it. But then once he got to thinking, he's like, no, you need somebody who's going to be there every day because he knew me. He knew what I needed at the time because he knew me so well because he, a frequent regular at Point Break, a bar that I, or a restaurant. They've actually got a liquor license now, but a restaurant, cafe, pub, like right, right down the road. Anyway, long story short, he's like, let me introduce you to a friend of mine. He does some really great work. He's uh, working on another boat right across the street. Anytime, if you're here in the morning, if you're stopping in for coffee, if you, you give us a heads up, you know, he can come over and meet you. And it's like, oh, you don't need to go through all that. If he says he's willing, you know, willing to help me out, I'm happy to take him. He's like, no, 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 meet him first. And so that's how I met Jack. Yeah. And, I mean, he really did. He kept me on task with this, and he's got a wealth of knowledge, decades of experience in the uh, maritime industry. And he was also very patient with me in my struggle kind of with myself and with my environment as I was kind of growing through coming to terms with the fact that um, it's time for me to make a few lifestyle changes 
to be healthier. And a lot of that's career related. But I had to start with myself first and with my home first. So thank you, Jack, for being a part of that and for being like a huge part of me kind of getting out of that depression and, you know, getting my life back on a, on a more positive note so that, yeah, so thanks. Thank you very much. Man, thank you. That's a, quite an introduction. <laughs> yeah, but it's I true. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, for I real. I appreciate it. Um, you're a great guy, man. I appreciate it. So uh, you've done some positive things for me, you know. Yeah. I told you, after you know working with you for a few weeks, that I wanted to make some you know positive changes in my life and live a little healthier, and you know I wanted to start working out. And... Yeah, you said you were a smoker. Yeah, I was but smoking. you wanted to run. But I wanted to run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so we went for a run. We went for a run. <laughs> we went for a run. And running's not my favorite form of exercise for anybody that knows me. I'll do it, but it's just like one of those things that it's like, uh, I and I think in that time I was having some was was I having high energy spikes at that time or was that a little bit no, later? That was, that was later. That was before. That was before. Okay, so that was while I was still just kind of like probably really yeah, trying to get back was, into a rhythm it was myself. Before you kind of, it was it was a month or so before you know you really figured out that you're not happy. And, gotcha. You know. Okay, so. Yep. So it was through this process of him working with me and us working together on the woodwork, re-varnishing the woodwork. And if anybody is familiar with varnishing or any type of bright work, it woodwork sucks. on boats, it is a – or even not on boats. Like if you do a project at your home that's like for real, for real, holy cannoli, you will find places within your soul that you did not know were there. <laughs> so that's how – tedious work. That is how – Captain Jack met BD, yeah. who just came back from his seventh special operations deployment and was hey. just like anxiety out as all get out and depressed as all get out. So we went on this kind of fitness journey together. And I had already started a few things because I was doing some lifestyle tweaks right. around that's that time. that's why I'd seen you working out on the diet. I'm like, oh, man, I was... You know, like, and I probably wasn't in like my most consistent mode, but I was right. like kind of hitting my stride again. I was feeling confident, feeling good. Right. But I think, but a lot of it was I just started. I've tried a lot of different workout regimes, a lot of different dietary trends or lifestyles or whatever you want to call them. And I was like, well, why didn't they work for me? What were the things that were not functioning? And I just started saying, well, what could work for me if my lifestyle continues? Right. If I keep deploying, if I keep upsetting myself and just living in different weird countries and environments. And I just started with the intermittent fasting and just being a little bit more active every day. Those were my first like stepping stones. I just would only eat from 2 and like 10 p.m., 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. And just do something a little bit more active than my whatever sedentary level of life I was or non-sedentary. So if you're already an athlete it's and you're just wanting to go to another level, just try a couple of these tips. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So you wanted to stop smoking and then you started doing the intermittent fasting. Yeah. And then we started doing other things other than running together. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it got a little bit more intense. <laughs> you want to talk about the progression from your point of view? Well, I don't know. I thought I did all right for the run for a guy that's... Great. He did great. Go ahead. For a guy that smoked for the last 30 years, you know, of my life. I don't know. It was a couple mile run we did. Two, I don't know. Mile and a half, whatever it was. Yeah, about, about yeah, mile and a half, two miles. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I thought I did all right. I, absolutely. I mean, yeah. He's fast. He's... Yeah, absolutely. I, Sprinter. I mean, <laughs> but like that was just us, just kind of like yeah. getting to know each other and getting right, to know right. this like running and seeing how far who wanted to go right, and why. Right, I was right. like, well, I've run this a couple times. If you want to run that way, yeah, cool, sure. 
<laughs> and uh, it was fun. And then, and then I was like, well, you know what I've been kind of doing is because then I started just working out some, I don't know, anxiety issues, anger issues, whatever, with like some other workouts. And I started like doing this medicine ball workout. And I kept trying to get Jack to do it with me. But I mean, it is a grind. It's like a freaking grueling. Like I was going like two miles sometimes. I can't remember. Maybe a mile and three quarters. I think a mile and three quarters, around around there. But basically, you take a twenty pound medicine ball and you just work through a series of throws, vertical throws and lateral throws, exercising different parts of your body. So you'll do a squat thruster motion. You'll do like a soccer throwing a, a ball in from out of bounds. You'll do like a basketball chest pass, and then you'll do like a shot put almost oblique pass on both sides. And you know what? Sometimes there's some creative liberties. So I, I was doing that just to kind of work on technique and form and just kind of really do an all-body workout that would just really grind me down and kind of help work some of those parasympathetic ends, something that was like a longer, long, slow distance type thing, but also let me just kind of let a bunch of stuff out. So finally, Jack started doing it with me. And I was stoked because that meant I had to do less throws to cover the same distance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's the best thing I've ever done for myself in the last 20 years. I feel great, man. And I want to do it. I get up every morning and I want to do it. And the days I don't do it, I'm like, fuck, I should have done it today. (laughs) Just because it's such a stress reliever, but I feel so good afterwards. And you just, it's just a hard reset and you're just like, boom. And you hit all those like endorphin, dopamine, like all those Uh, positive things that you get from like those runner's highs or whatever you might've like heard about in literature and stuff or media. And it's true. Like, but it was honestly, for me, it was just taking very small steps and just letting those steps get bigger as I felt like I wanted to take bigger steps. I didn't sit there and say, all right, I want for this time I didn't say I want to deadlift 435 pounds you know what I mean I just said well I just want to be healthier and I want to you know be mentally healthier and physically healthier and how am I going to do it I'm going to start eating differently I didn't say I can't eat cheeseburgers I just said I'm only going to eat between these hours and I'm going to try to reduce sugars and carbohydrates as much as I possibly can try to make it as simple as possible because my brain doesn't do well with complexity right and I've kind of gone to that so that's how we met and Right now, I don't know if I got to talk about our delicious beverages, but just in case, because I am a bourbon fella, we have the... You having a sip of it there? Yep. Uh, it is the Broken Barrel Whiskey Company, and it's the California Oak, Canadian Proof. Nice. Delicious. Absolutely. Yeah, it is a delicious bottle, and I think that is the first batch. So that's the second first batch bottle Damn. that I've gotten to uh, have from this company. And I think their Casa Amontillado is, I think, just a special reserve. And I think the other one was a, a fifth batch. But I have been enjoying their products. So I would like for you, if you don't mind, just sharing me a, with myself and our listeners a little bit more about your personal history. Now that you've gotten to know us. A- so at uh, 17 and a half years old, I moved to Alaska and ended up fishing in the Bering Sea for about four years. And, and uh, to tell you the truth, when I was 21... I felt like I was about 61. <laughs> I mean, the hours and everything else was just miserable. But, you know, the weather was shit. And it was never good. <laughs> it was always, you know, 
30 foot, 20 foot seas. 20 foot seas. And tell me about like, what's that feel like on the boat that you're in? Like as you're like working the decks, like what kind of projects did you have to do on the decks and how uh, did it feel like? Like paint that story for the listeners. Like what's that adventure life look like when well, you I mean, left home at 17 and you just like, well, I'm going to become freaking a fisherman because I don't like this life that I've been living. Right. Well, you know, we're pulling up a hundred tons of fish at a time. It's a net the size of a double decker bus. Full of fish. That's insane. You know? Yeah. That's a it's lot it's of hard to picture. It's that's the only way I can describe it. No, that's that big around and it. it's that it's just incredible. How many tons? hundred and fifty tons. Wow. What kind of fish do you Pollock. Drink? We were fishing Pollock okay. at the time. Yeah. It was a great time in my life, you know? I was young, dumb and you know Yeah. Just ready to see the world. So you're just like, yeah. let's haul up a hundred and fifty tons of freaking Pollock at a time. Yeah. Why not? I mean it you know, it was whenever you were doing the hauls, were the sea conditions like what were they normally like? If oh, you were doing like a big haul, would you time it for like a good? No, no. Sometimes you're pulling a hundred tons of fish in every forty-five minutes. Wow. When the fishing's good, wow. I mean, the boat the boat held like four hundred tons of fish. Wow. So. So how many days would you be out at sea usually for a trip? Yeah. Those uh, fishing was good. Ten days. We'd you fill go up, up for five, ten days at a time. Five thousand ton fish hold in ten days. Wow. Were you just working alone, or did you have were you with like no, a fleet of boats, and you'd kind of like help each other work together? No, or was no, it... well, it was it's just a, our boat. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah. But there's so other boats around. Was... And in a given season, how long's the season? Well, for that kind of fishing, it's uh, you were basically work six months out of the year. Six months. Okay. There's an A season, which is in like January and February, and that's when you get the roe from the fish, which is the most valuable season. That's when you make the most money, and it's a two-month season. And then in March, you fish hake off Oregon and Washington coast, California. Okay. All right. And then wow. you go back. That's a lot of variety. Uh, and then you go yeah. back up for a bee season. So you, but, a, but, but let's just talk about one of your normal trips. I want to see a day in the life of Captain oh, Jack, well, Seafair. Like you, you, you got a 10-day cruise. You got a 10-day cruise. You're talking about. In. No, just listen, listen. You got a 10-day cruise to haul in as much fish as you can. How much time off do you have after that? Nothing. You just turn right back around? No, you Drop spend, off the fish? You spend 32 hours offloading all that product. And then back out to sea. And then back out to sea. How long does that last? That cycle, that schedule. Two ten, months. Ten, ten, two, ten, two months. Three months. There's a three-month three season. Three months. Yeah. Three months straight. Three months. Three months straight. Yeah. And what? how much sleep would you get in a, in a given day? Four hours. So you get a four-hour sleep. Was that together or is that just like naps here and there? Sometimes like, well, when we finish an offload and we leave port, Usually a day and a half, two days steam to where we're fishing, so we so that's when you eighteen kinda... hours of, of like downtime, right? Okay, but so that's you, like you can start doing starts, some repair stuff, getting the, your own stuff. Okay, so worst... you got two days to get into position, right? And then what? And then once you get in position, it's fucking full blast. Oh, excuse me, it's full blast until it's not until it's, yeah, you're until 24 it's full. hours a day until it's full. Yeah, you're on call around the on clock, deck, around the clock, clock, around the clock. How many people were a crew on the ship? Approximately, mm-hmm. you don't have to be 150. Wow. Yeah, and they're from all over the world. That's what, this is one of the greatest experiences in my life is wow. I got to work with people from all different cultures and experience all this stuff at a young age. You know, it That's was awesome. Super cool. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. It's like hard work. You learned a lot of skills. If you could just maybe sum up like. Two, three, however many skills. What are some like really good skills that you feel like you got out of that experience that are still with you today? Skills? Oh, well. Or learning things like nuggets, whatever you want to, like 
a practical thing that our listeners, our leaders and our listeners, can grab onto and say, oh, cool, that's a fishing man's experience. That's a freaking nautical piratey man's experience, but I can apply that in my day-to-day life. You already said one, well, which was don't quit, right? right. So tell me, like, I mean, or even just, like, a knot-tying thing or just, you know, tell me a skill you learned there, you know? like Oh, the, well, I mean, what, I, what I learned and that I learned that I can push myself further than, than I ever thought I could. Excellent. How did you learn that? What did that look like? It looked like, you know, we're we're in Dutch Harbor. We're offloading the boat, you know, because we're full. So we come in and we offload it. And we have breakdowns for like 18 hours. So you, you work for like two hours and then you have a breakdown. And then you go back to, and then like 10 minutes later, they got it fixed. And you go back to work. And, it, and so it's like, you know, basically a 48-hour offload. And it's no sleep. And then maintenance. And then, just, just, then yeah, back in right. it. So it sounds to me like there minutes. was no break in cycle for you. It was like, hey, no. get to work. This is yeah. the way things run. This is the fishing industry. You just keep up. Yeah, keep up or get out. Yeah. That's basically how that's it was. Awesome. I love it. So that's good deal. So you went to Alaska, you cut and your I'm, teeth, you cut their teeth in like a school of hard knocks. Yeah. You know, rough living, but very fulfilling because you got to meet cultures, you got to be exposed to a lot of different people yeah, it was great. So, so it kinda, where, where did you go from there kinda, what was the next step you know Another that was the great step. thing for me i think of was having the the best part of my alaska experience was being exposed to other cultures and other ways of life people that live differently and so you moved on to like some big mega yachts you did yeah, a lot of stuff in and catalina and all that kind of stuff and we've been sharing absolutely. some stuff from catalina and all that stuff so you learned these things school of hard knocks and you classed yourself up you went from 17 you got rugged, but you also got kind of refined there. You met a lot of different cultures. You were educated in a lot of different ways, even if it seemed very casual and just relationship-wise. From a kid who came from the desert, yeah, man. And, like, I, my friends are all Hispanic, you know? I grew up 10 miles from the border. Like, I was a minority where I grew up. But I love, that's like, to me, in my life, I want to see the world. Mm-hmm. I want to see all of it. I want to do it on a boat. Same. For sure. on a boat. I want to yeah. do it on a boat. So, so that's so but I love yeah. meeting new cultures and experiencing like just new ways of life and how people live differently and and to see happiness in people that have nothing. That is really one of the, the greatest things I've ever gotten from working on boats and traveling the world and stuff is people that don't have you know SUVs or big trucks or anything. They have a little shack for a house, but they're truly happy people. You know, they don't Absolutely. need the material things. It's not about that. It's about life and it's about how you live it and the people you live it with. Absolutely. And we've come from very similar backgrounds and that like all of those overseas experiences and getting to see just so many different cultures and how they've lived and just how that we can bring a lot of that beauty and just mindset mentality and stuff like that literally everywhere. And we're just sowing and, and, and creating just a lot of sustainability really in our day-to-day lives and our personal mental health energy levels because we kind of started the conversation with a little bit of that. Right. And so from that growth period that you went through, we were talking another time when, on one of the other consulting projects I had. Right. You were telling me some stories about how you were able to work with some really big production companies on some other mega yachts and stuff like that. And tell any of these stories that you really want to tell, but you've, you've well, told me some fascinating stories about some of these big boats that you've gotten to work on and projects and undertakings that you've led teams, educated teams, done safety inspections and training for. So 
Tell me some of that. Right, Rugged right. and just freaking <laughs> yacht master. Well, actually, it wasn't a mega yacht. Last year, I was up in Alaska and I was on a charter boat, and we had a National Geographic's photography crew, and we t- and we did like you know a whole brown bears and orcas and humpbacks, They're just a whole inside passion thing, and they they filmed it all drones and. You know, sounds beautiful, man. It was great, man. It was a fun time. Man. We had a good Just time. Glaciers, glaciers, yeah. Wildlife, moosing, yeah. Bears, yeah. It was great. So it cool. was a lot of fun. So cool. That's awesome. Be able to interact with the crew. Just let the wild wildlife photographers take the pictures, all this stuff, and yeah. you get to be a part of it, and right. you get paid to be there. Right. And then you know, of course, we got pictures. We got all the pictures. They got, That's we so all awesome. got thumb drives at the end of it. You know, so that's it's like, so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I got some. Great shot. <laughs> I believe You'll it. probably see them in a magazine or on, on the internet someday, you know? Like, That's so cool. The once-in-a-lifetime experience. Right. And okay. right now, I feel like you're trying to create a lifestyle just really around just living in the moment, kind of, and just being happy where you're at and just... Dude, it's... Yeah, absolutely. I'm... You know, it could all go wrong at any minute. Yeah. But I can't let that define me, and I can't let that be what, you know... Drags me down. I, you got to bounce back and you got to get back up. And Absolutely. And another thing that, that you've spoke to me and you told me that kind of really resonated with me was just getting in your morning ritual. Like, what, like yeah. do whatever you have to do in the morning. Like, get up early <clears> and do whatever you need to do. But find that ritual that kind of just sets the tone for your day. And you said, I do this, I do that. Like, I don't know what it looks like for you. But right. if you do this, your life will be better. And that was something that I really appreciated that you've you've been kind of on me about. And I know you said it to me multiple times because, you know, my listeners and my family and everybody that kind of follows me knows that I'm pretty stubborn. And But I, I'm really appreciative of that because I have been working on that. And, of course, I don't do it every day. But it, it's something that I am striving to improve and to do because I know when I do it, just like whenever you work out, I feel better. I right. perform better. I interact better with the people around me. And I'm less anxious and I respond more positively. Right. Because I took the time to get myself centered. Right. Before I jumped into the chaos. Right. So thank you for teaching me that and helping me reinforcing it and what, being what, patient what, what, with what, me. What was it that I told you? Just like, oh, well, I, I get up, I read the paper, I oh, yeah. drink that's coffee, and I just sit there and I just let myself settle and just right. that's enjoy. How, that's, how I, that's my downtime, and then it's go. Yeah. And, and then it's go time. <laughs> exactly. But if I got to roll out of bed and go, I'm... That's, I'm able to do it. And I can too, but the thing is, I'm trying know, to break that cycle. I, I got it. I got you. I, I understand that. But I'm just saying that's just how my life on boats has always been. Like, it's, you got to work. You got to, you know, like, you get up and you go to work. When, as soon as you wake up, it's time to go to work. That's how you live, you know? Like, it's like being a firefighter. When that bell rings, you throw the fucking gear on and you get out the door, you know? It's the same lifestyle. It's just... On a topsy turvy on a sea. never on a never ending movement. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. So, absolutely, we've had a, a little bit of talk about the offshore fishing. Some you had some fishing stories off of Catalina. Oh yeah, because we uh, we like we think we mentioned it, we talked about, it, and I've you know I've really enjoyed like some of the Channel Islands. I got my boat actually up in uh, Ventura County um, at uh, Channel Islands Harbor. And then some of the southern ones. That's great. Catalina. I used to work out of there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I worked on a boat out of there. That's so cool. So 
are shared fun experiences in Catalina, and now you are in a startup company, right? Yeah, I'm uh, working with uh, Dan Kohler, and we're doing San Diego Offshore. We're doing yacht management and, you know, yacht deliveries. Cool. That's um, awesome. So basically, we have San Diego Offshore, and what I'm understanding is you're just like a one-stop shop. So for you can get, you know, boat handling training from certified captains. You can get captains for hire to just manage, operate your vessel you also do bow to stern maintenance cleaning or source the right management for those for absolutely those absolutely yeah. cool so that sounds super awesome super great company and i've known uh, captain dan for years incredible guy great work ethic no nonsense guy whenever it comes to work and business which i absolutely love and appreciate about him because that shows that he's very passionate about safety he's passionate about good principles, good principle-based management, good values-based management. That's the kind of man that he is there at San Diego Offshore. So I just want to give a, a shout-out to them and also to Captain Jack. And I'd like to just let you wrap this up if you have any final words for our listeners. Thank you so much for being on here, by the way. But, yeah, send it. Yeah, well, if you can throw a medicine ball a mile and three-quarters, 20-pounder, come on down and hang out. <laughs> yeah, sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Shelter Island. We'll have the medicine ball throwing club. <laughs> Shit. Well, this might be a new video. Right? <laughs> right? Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you all very much, and have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us today on this curious roller coaster of life. If this is your stop, please exit peacefully and enjoy the rest of your day. If you're ready for another one, just push play. A final note before you go, thank you. And thank you for feeling. The distillation and aging process is different for everyone. I'm not quite sure what you're ready for, so please sip slowly and enjoy responsibly. Baby says she'd leave it if I don't stop drinking wine. So I switched to whiskey and I'm feeling fine. Drinking that smooth, smooth whiskey. No